Welcome to the Restored and Remarried podcast with Gil and Brenda Stewart. Gil and Brenda are internationally known marriage experts who specialize in remarriage and the step family. The Stewarts offer valuable principles that can improve your relationship satisfaction with the love of your life. Here they are, coach and counselors, authors and speakers, Gil and Brenda Stewart. Well, welcome. We are so glad to be back with you, Gil and Brenda Stewart of uh, Restored and Remarried and all the other things that we work on with regards to relationship encouragement, tools, tips, and tingles. So, you kind of like that. That whole tingle thing is kind of, yeah, we could do a whole podcast on tingles probably. Yeah, we we will one day. We will one day. So today, uh, Brenda, we're going to talk about the wall. And Mm. I think when we say the wall in relationship to relationships, walls can be a very negative thing, i.e. we have a wall between the two of us that's 10 feet tall, and at the top there's razor wire and broken glass. Yeah. How does that get there? I think it comes from all the assumptions, all the myths, all the you should do this, you should do that, and when Mm -hmm. I don't get fulfilled, then it's another brick in the wall between you and me, and it just breaks off. Just we we just get we just 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 disconnect. Disconnect. Yeah. 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 A lot of hurt. A lot of hurt. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it's a way to protect ourselves too. When we have yeah, that wall between because us. we get emotionally shut down. Mm-hmm. We just kind of, sh- you know, just shut you out, you know, because I don't want to get hurt anymore. So, well, especially in a step family and a remarriage, because um, even a little thing like a schedule issue, or you know, I didn't feel protected when your ex, you know, talked to us, or your kid did this, or my kid did that. It's just so easy. To get that wall built oh, sure, between sure. us. Yeah. And, and I think that's why we want to just identify that we want to reframe the wall. What mm-hmm. is, how, how do you reframe a wall when it's something that divides, when it's something keeps us away from one another? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a protection. And so to reframe the wall, thinking in terms of that, um, actually a wall can protect you, not divide you, if you're both on the same side of the wall. <laughs> that would be important. <laughs> that would be important. <laughs> yeah. So when there are circumstances that come up and you can see the wall is beginning to build, someone somehow needs to soften and uh, basically say, hey, no, no, let's let's not do that. Let's get behind our wall together rather than let the wall divide us. So let's, let's kind of dive into that a little bit more. So in, in, in the Bible, there's this old story about the walls of Jerusalem being broken down, busted, burnt, brittle, just totally re- reduced to rubble. And that was the building material that Nehemiah was sent to rebuild the wall to protect the people. Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of ways in our lives, we may feel like that's the building material that we have to use to rebuild a wall of protection because if we break those walls down, what's left? Our brokenness, our our splinters. And so in casting that vision of reframing how to rebuild the wall, that's where we start. Nehemiah well, went back. Yeah. And I was going to say, and I don't want to get ahead of you, but the idea that the last ending of that section of scripture, it said that the people had a heart yeah. to rebuild. You know, because in that particular portion, I think it's in chapter 4, it says that Nehemiah signed 
assigned the families to rebuild the wall right outside their front door. Mm-hmm. So in one hand, they had a sword because there was enemies, i.e. all kinds of enemies <laughs> in step families. Uh, you can name your own. Uh, but at the same time, not only did they have a sword ready for battle, uh, child custody, exes, you know, on and on. But they also had a trowel to put the concrete together to build a safe and strong wall for their new home, for their new wall of protection. So, Well, and a lot of uh, kind of what you were saying about the building material, I mean, Nehemiah had to use was, you know, the bricks were burnt and, and crushed. And, and Brittle. And people were like, you're going to use this to rebuild your wall? And I think early on we as we talked about that, we felt like there were so many areas in our life that had been bruised, burned down, destroyed. And it's like, how can we take the brokenness that we have to build a new family? Oh, and I think even families that have been together for a long time mm-hmm. may experience the same thing. This mm-hmm. is maybe not just unique to a remarriage. This may be quite applicable to somebody who's been married for a long time and they've been building that wall up between the two of them. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so the, the 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 concept of rebuilding the walls for the, the the sake of protecting. So, what are some things that can come against our wall if we rebuild the wall on commitment and trust in Christ and trust and honesty and and we want a great marriage and we have, you know, laughter and you know, these are different things that we put into our wall. Uh, what are some of the things that can come against our wall? Oh, life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the kids, the stepkids. Yeah. Because especially, you know, kids, even in a first-time marriage, are always trying to finagle their way in between their parents and put parents against each other. But even tenfold in a step family because the kids can be protective of their bio parents and they want to maybe try to get in and break, break up. I mean, a lot of remarriages fail because it's not for the couple, but it's the, the drama that the kids bring to the situation. So I think kids and stepkids can totally come against that wall that's protecting that marriage. Well, and then it sucks you into becoming defensive against one another for the sake Mm -hmm. of your children and up goes the wall rather than, Oh, Hey, let's get behind our wall. Because it seems rather strange that we need to protect ourselves against our own children. However, that is a true fact. We do. Because if the marriage fails, then everyone loses. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to have another loss. So other things that can come against the wall. Uh, Financial stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, back to the perspective of, you know, I'm having to pay out alimony and child support and you're... Just, My ex vicious... should have just paid your ex and got us out, <laughs> just of, the got us out of the middle. Just got us out of the middle. life a lot easier. A lot easier. Um, but in-laws can come against that wall to attack the marriage. Uh, ex-laws. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ex-in-laws. Ex-in-laws. You um, know, the health, jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, the things of life. When we don't understand how to connect, we disconnect and we build build this wall to defend because we're scared. We're we're emotionally distraught, you know, just those things. So, again, the wall to protect us is not so much the issue of, hey, uh, dividing and Mm-mm. putting people away, but it's a, it's a unifying factor. Right. Well, and like I've said before, you know, all the couples that we talk to uh, and those that are listening right now, I don't want them to have a good marriage. Excuse me? Yeah, that's just not, I don't want that for them. Uh, why wouldn't you want a good marriage? Well, I think 
looking back over our shoulder, there were many years that we thought we had a good marriage. Yeah. And yeah. that it there wasn't were some good, good years. Enough. Yeah. yeah, there were yeah. some good years. So I I don't want a good marriage anymore. I want a great marriage. Oh, okay. And there's okay. not a huge jump to get to that great marriage, but sometimes people just settle for a good marriage, and that when they're they're just missing the mark by just a tiny bit, that their marriage could really rock. So getting a great marriage, Bryn, takes a lot of work. You got to mm-hmm. maintain the wall of your marriage so that everyone can kind of come behind it. Yeah, because so I kind of the I, foundation of the family is actually the marriage. Right. Yeah. Yeah, good way to put it. And I think that that wall, the way that we've kind of used it in our life is that wall represents a great marriage. So early on we thought, well, I know what a great marriage is and you know what a great marriage is, but Do are we, we really? assuming Do we really? Are we assuming and putting false expectations on each other? So we actually if you picture a wall, we labeled the those bricks, bricks yeah. of what we thought a good mar- a great marriage is. And, you know, some of those, um, like our foundation for us personally, the foundation for what a great marriage is, is commitment on those corners, out on those cornerstones. And the center is Christ. Yeah. And you could have spirituality in that, you know, if you're have different belief system, whatever that bottom line, bottom line foundation is right. for a great marriage, that's what you build on. Because I think it's, it's the, the intimacy and honesty and openness and where we put faith and commitment is the foundation. Without that, the whole thing can crumble. Especially commitment. Yeah, yeah. Because if having, people are struggling, if they're committed, they're going to make it. They'll make it. But it's when they've got one foot in and one foot out. and That's indecision. That's a double-mindedness. It is. It is. And, and thus the wall is yeah. not safe. So what makes the wall safe? Well, What holds the bricks together? Right. So... If you, I don't know if there's any masonry people listening, but I did a little study on how to make, you know, mortar. And Mud. Yeah, mortar is what keeps the bricks together. And the consistency of that mortar is really important. So if it's too, too runny or too wet, the bricks won't stick. If it's too hard and brittle... They won't. They won't they adhere. Won't be, yeah, yeah they, exactly. They, it's, it's a. It's a. It, it just won't hold when the yeah. when the stuff goes so on. So I. I think we've we've labeled the mortar that's in between each bricks the word safety, because if you're not feeling safe with me, if you share something with me and you don't feel safe with me, and I shut you down right away, well, that's a stupid idea. Or, no, that's not going to work. And I just automatically come back and be defensive with you. Are you going to feel, how safe are you going to oh, feel Oh, the wall me? goes up. I back off. I, you know, I, I'm not going to share my heart with you because in, in past relationship, when I shared what was really, really deeply held and it was not held with confidence and, and gentleness, mm-hmm. I didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. And so why would I give you more ammo to cut me to pieces? Mm-hmm. I mean, I experienced that once before. I don't want that again. And right. so there goes the bricks in the mortar. The the, the wall goes up and it, it The it wrong gets, wall. <laughs> the wrong wall goes up and yeah. away we go. Yeah. But safety, if I can trust you and be honest with that, then the, the consistency of that mortar, the safety, increases... I have better satisfaction. We have more agreement and more unity in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel much more safe with you. And that's a very positive, positive trend. Yeah. Yeah. And it's ongoing. Ongoing. It's Always. not because life is kind of fluid. So it's not like, okay, we built it. We got it next. I mean, it's always kind of morphing because those hits that that wall takes might hit 
the mortar may not hit the brick. So it might, you know, the hits from the X, from the Kids, job, from the health, whatever. Those people. Yeah, might, might hit. You don't know where it's going to hit. It's coming. So, you know yeah, it's coming. Yeah. They're, they're like missiles hitting that wall. Yeah. yeah. So other uh, bricks that we've named in our wall besides the foundation um, are uh, trust. Mm -hmm. It's really important for us and a great marriage. Honesty. Laughter. Laughter. You know, if we're not laughing enough, I mean, again, one of the reasons, one of the top reasons for remarriage is that of leisure, the fun factor. Yeah, and when you're dating, you have lots of that. And then when you get married, well, you were it my disappears. girlfriend. You were my girlfriend one day. The next day, you're not only my wife, but the mother of you know all our seven children. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where did the fun go? Yeah. You know, I was. We were having a blast, and yeah. all of a sudden, woo! In into the fiery furnace. And boy, we went. it's tough. Remember those seasons oh. when we had you know five kids and all kinds of band and sports, and it's like schedule. I barely got I'll to see, see you, you next week sometime. Yeah, but love you. Yeah, bye. Yeah, but that's why we knew it was a season, uh -huh. and we held our ranks tight, and and a lot of times I just so appreciate it. It's not so much how are you doing, but how's your heart? How's your heart? Yeah, and that, that we had a safe enough place to go, you know what, I'm really struggling right now because of A, B, and C, and that just being able to share that, that gave us that connection point again that mm -hmm. was so important in those seasons. Yeah, one of the other bricks we labeled surf, we labeled another one onion, we, we labeled another one intimacy because intimacy is just not sex. It's seeing into me, so there's a, a, an emotional relationship. But I think the thing with, with SURF, S-U-R-F, and we'll, we'll do a, a whole thing on acronyms because that's a, another language. But for the sake of the wall, I will discuss SURF. Uh, if you're taking notes, oh, no, maybe if you're driving, don't take notes. Uh, maybe just listen to this later. Uh, SURF stands for Servant's Attitude, U for the Unity, the R for respect uh, of the relationship, and then the F is very important for surf. F is for flexibility because the acronym is this, blessed are the flexible because they won't snap. And in a, in a, in a step family or in any relationship, flexibility is huge. Mm -hmm. Being inflexible is causing that mortar to chip away, erode, and become brittle. Mm -hmm. And so flexibility is super important. You need to have a little elasticity. Boy, that's a hard word to say. I couldn't say Yosemite till I was 21. <laughs> anyway, um, surf. How's the surf? So that, that was another... Uh, Especially when things were <clears throat> going a little crazy, we could just look at each other and we can ask each other, how's the surf? And that kind of was our code of... Okay, deep breath. We need to be flexible here. Grab what's, your surfboard. Yeah, what's really going on? Because we don't want to go under. Yeah, we, we really were trying to hold one another up. And it's just yeah. those simple ways of communicating with one another that can actually serve... <laughs> they can actually serve your assets. Just remove the E and the T and the S. <laughs> okay. That was a polite way of swearing without swearing. Okay, let's keep going. But you also know the <laughs> definition of assume. Uh -huh. yeah. Or assumption. Yes, yeah. right. Okay. So another, you know, we talked about this wall representing a, what a great, that it's a great marriage that we have. So we put the word in our wall. We, we labeled one of the bricks great. And from that, uh, kind of like the surf that you were just saying, we're yeah. really big on acronyms. This really helped our communication early on because I know what great means, but I'm assuming you, your definition of great 
uh, matches up with mine. There you go again, assuming. There I could be wrong. (laughs) Acronyms and uh, acrostics. Yeah. Yeah, because when we began to talk about these, it actually created an acrostic was something that actually was a tool for dating. Yes. So when we sat down and started to talk about just maintenance issues, because you're going to have to talk about the dog, the finances, your mother, mm-hmm. you know, where are the kids coming and going? We never really got down to any heart communication. Mm-hmm. And in that case, the intimacy kind of petered out until it was like, oh, hold on a second. What can we do? So when we're out on a date, we're not both looking at our phones or something like that, but that we're actually talking about what's important to us. So the acronym or the acrostic GREAT was another uh, concept of how to have a great marriage and how to have a great date night. So in our case, and there are other acronyms, but to start with the word a GREAT, we came up with, you know, the concept, hey, let's take the word, let's go, you know, into our week and think about it. And then when we do come together for our date night or our coffee or whenever we have some time together, what does great mm-hmm. and a great marriage mean to you? So what was your G for? So my G was, this is really going to blow your mind. The G is great. <laughs> Jeez, that's so profound. You have more words than I do. So profound. Well, what was your G that my, represented my, a great marriage? Godly focused. Okay. I really felt like for me, I really wanted to go back to the, the, the foundation that I have a godly focused marriage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And the R... For me, what a great marriage is, is reality. I want it, <laughs> I, I want to be aware of the reality of what's going on. Right. And not just like be a poser and not, not look at it. Yeah, we have a no poser rule. Yeah. And if, if someone turns to be into the poser, they get a cold bucket of water in their yeah, face. They, yeah, they're called out. Just, yeah. just, just the water, not the bucket. What was your R? My R was respect. Hmm. And because I, I need your respect. Even when I screw up, mm-hmm. <laughs> for you to be kindly respectful of, you know, thanks for at least trying, you know, you're you're getting closer with your dirty socks to the to the hamper, you know, <laughs> yeah. respect. I, I, I mean, that's a whole different level of discussion. Yeah. What does respect mean? And yeah. and for you, for that matter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. no assumptions there. And then so the E in great, um, I had enthusiasm or enthusiastic. Of course you would. Of course. I want our a great marriage to be enthusiastic and lots of energy and Yes. Good I, and vibes that's something that I've tingles. always Yeah, tingles. <laughs> but I think for me I always appreciate your vibrancy. Hmm. You know, and I think for a lot of a lot of folks out there to lose your vibrancy, your enthusiasm for your relationship can make this thing boring. Mm-hmm. But when you keep that enthusiasm and vibrance going on, hey, you, I like being with mm-hmm. you. So I'm glad you're enthusiastic about Yeah, I think I'll keep you a little longer. I like that idea. So my E was encouraging. You know, mm-hmm. how can I encourage you? How can I lift you up? How can I lift up your children? How can I lift up my own children? Because I know that when I'm loving our children well, I'm loving you well. Yes. Absolutely. So encouraging. And sometimes I do that well, and other times I screw it up, but it's the nature of that's my intent. I Mm -hmm. I want to be encouraging. And that's what a great marriage looks like to you. Right. So moving right along, the A in great stood for, in my case, anticipating joint plans. Once again, all those words again. (laughs) What was yours? What What was yours? (laughs) Action. I want action. I want movement. Oh, you are such you are a super, <laughs> so tell me about anticip- superhero lady or <laughs> yeah. something. Tell me anticipate joint 
plants. What does that mean well, to you? Well, when we were first getting started and even now with where we're at, I mean, we've been at this, you know, step family remarriage thing for almost 15 years and I still anticipate what's next. Mm. What's what's the plan? Yeah. What are we what's ahead of us? What you know, I'm anticipating that because I enjoy doing life with you. And so early on, I was anticipating what life had ahead of us. I had no idea that we were in for such a roller coaster ride, but I was still anticipating that no matter how much I almost lost it. <laughs> but, Me too. Me yeah, too. yeah, but I, I still anticipate cool. being like together. That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, like, I thank you for sharing. I like that. So the okay, last the thing tea. is tea. And in that case, what did you have, Brenda? Uh, I had teamwork. Really? Yeah. Does that surprise you? <laughs> Why would that surprise me? Why wouldn't it surprise me? Teamwork. I think part of a great marriage, and this is a whole other podcast we'll probably talk about, is the idea of we're on the same team. Aye. And we're working in the same direction. And you have strengths I don't have, and I need you. And that's part of the beauty of being different in a marriage is that we can pull from each other's strengths and be and work together as a team. Right, right. Together we everyone wins or something like that. Yeah. There's there's even an acronym and an acrostic for team that we did. But in my case the T was for trust. Mm. Because, you know, we all go through times where trust is broken. Mm-hmm. And so great marriages have trust. Not that it's blind, but it is mm-hmm. built. It is strengthened. And so honestly sometimes when you tell me I trust you or I uh, reciprocate and say I trust you is as powerful as saying I love you. Mm-hmm. Trust to me is concrete. I got, I, that is in the foundation of a great marriage. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So there you have it, the wall, the wall. And the wall is something that you have to maintain. You have to you know, keep an eye on it. You, you, but again, when those walls go up, where are you going to be standing on opposite sides of the wall or is someone going to kind of, you know, soften and say, hey, I think we're going in the wrong direction. Let's get behind our wall and protect us so that it's a unifying factor to begin with. Mm-hmm. Use the visual. I think one of the highest compliments we ever got was we were at a wedding, oh, probably three or four years ago, and somebody had been to a seminar and uh, they came up and shared with us and said, hey, you remember that, that wall thing? It was like, oh, yeah. at the seminar, we actually build a yeah, wall. Yeah, we actually build we a wall. Bricks. Yeah, out of yeah. bricks. Um, we don't throw them at each other. No. No. That would not uh, be but good. these, anyhow, if you ever come to a seminar, you'll see the wall. It's just part of, you know, the meat and potatoes of what we provide. But back to this lady, she's at this wedding. She approaches us and says, thank you for sharing that concept. And here's what our family did with the wall. And this lady was an artist. So she actually drew a wall on the entryway wall of their home. So when you came into their front door, you saw this brick wall mural on their entry room wall. And I mean, it was beautiful. I mean, and they labeled their bricks. The family was involved with it. I thought, man, I I was almost brought to tears Mm -hmm. because it's like somebody is really putting this to use Mm -hmm. as a unifying factor, not only for their marriage, but for their family. Yeah. Because we need to protect our kids as well. Right, right. And good heavens, folks, if if you're building those walls between the two of you and you got kids in the house, what are those kids watching? Are you building division or are you building unity to protect your family? Mm-hmm. Again, think about Nehemiah and where he assigned all of the families to build their walls for protection was right outside their front door. This is not to divide and keep people apart, but to call them to unity to love and to love well. 
So that's what we'd like to leave you with. Reframe your walls. Mm -hmm. And we really look forward to hearing from you and seeing you next time, even though we can't see anything but a wall in our own our own little studio here. We'll take a picture of this sometimes and show it on. <laughs> it's going to be uh, we'll, fun. We'll show it to you sometime on, on <laughs> what is that, live just... Google or Google FaceTime. Live? FaceTime. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, as we always say. If you ain't got the marriage. You ain't got nothing. Take care. You've been listening to Gil and Brenda Stewart with the Restored and Remarried Podcast. If you enjoyed today's time together, share it with a friend. And be sure to sign up for Gil and Brenda's free newsletter, subscribe to upcoming podcasts, and learn where they're speaking. It's all on their website, restoredandremarried.com. Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hashtag restoredandremarried. Plus, they offer one-on-one couples coaching with amazing results. Join the Stewarts next time as they provide more tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Remember, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing.